From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker with the national news from the WIA for week commencing January 19, 2020, this our 25th year of non-stop news. And VK4ers, a groups.io email list to replace the Q News Yahoo groups list has been set up a few weeks back, so if you're missing the VK4 read, this week's text edition of National News has details how to subscribe to the Q News list. The public list of available call signs is now once again accessible from an easily searchable web page. The tool is considered useful for hams upgrading their existing licence or applying for a new one and want to see if the call sign they're seeking has been allocated. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Some terrible, tragic news from Rotuma. Antoine, through Delta 2 Alpha Golf, who had been active from Rotuma since December 21st, has reported that his eldest son, aged 11, drowned on January 9th. His son accompanied him on his latest trip to Rotuma. They found his body early in the morning in the deep sea. His burial was expected to be on the 11th, and all three Delta II Alpha Golf portable operations are now QRT. In Japan, JARL focus is on younger generations and women. In his New Year statement, Japan Amateur Radio League President Yoshinori Takao, Juliet Golf 1 Kilo Tango Charlie, says JARL continues to focus on acquiring new members of younger generations and women. He also said the succession of amateur radio, which is a useful means of communication, to the next generation and the development of human resources in the radio field are considered to be important social missions of the Japan Amateur Radio League. He noted that during 2019 the JARL had requested deregulation of the licensing system and sought permission to allow hands-on operation of amateur radio stations by unqualified persons. To China, Beijing's proposed ham radio regs raise concerns. ARRL reports on proposed changes to Beijing's measures for the administration of amateur radio stations, which appear to threaten 136 kilohertz and most amateur bands above 146 MHz. ARRL say Lide Zhang, Bravo India 8 Charlie Kilo Uniform, told ARRL that the proposal would prohibit amateur operation on the 2200 metre band as well as on 146 to 148, 1260 to 1300. 3400 to 3500, 5650 to and all bands above 10 gigahertz. Radio communications engineer and Chinese amateur satellite group CEO Alan Kung, Bravo Alpha 1 Delta Uniform, told ARRL that government efforts to eliminate some amateur bands are nothing new, but proposals have been aired for a while now and are on the regulatory agency schedule. 
BA1DU says he does not anticipate that all of the bans proposed will be taken away, but he conceded that the climate will undoubtedly become increasingly more dangerous for China's amateur radio community. In Tunisia, issues for personal licences to operate. The first three authorisations to operate have been issued to three Tunisian radio amateurs. These are the first issued since 1956. The IARU Region 1 site reports three Victor 8 Hotel Bravo, three Victor 8 Mike November and three Victor 1 Mike Bravo will soon be on the air from their homes rather than being restricted to operating from a club station. Issuing individual authorizations to operate is a new process in Tunisia and involves a number of stages, including equipment conformity checks. This is great news for Tunisians that the process now exists so that radio amateurs can practice their hobby from homes in full compliance with the Tunisian laws. To Europe now, Germany LED lamp interference forces IARUMS coordinator to leave role. The latest IARU Region 1 Monitoring System newsletter reports LED lamp interference forced Wolf Delta Kilo 2 Oscar Mike to relinquish the role of IARU MS Region 1 coordinator. The newsletter says his daily monitoring work has, since April 2016, allegedly been intentionally hampered by interference from a neighbouring LED lamp. And it seems the Federal Network Agency, Benetza Eschborn, have not taken action against the interference. Finally this week in Switzerland, Swiss Special Event Station. Members of the Association des Radio Amateurs de la Côte, Hotel Bravo 9 Hotel India, have activated the Special Event Station, Hotel Echo 2, Juliet Oscar Juliet, until January 31st. This is to mark the third edition of the Winter Youth Olympic Games hosted in Lausanne. The Youth Olympic Games, an international multi-sport event organised by the International Olympic Committee, aim at bringing together talented young athletes aged 15 to 18 from around the world. QSL via Hotel Bravo 9 Hotel India, direct or by the Bureau and a special certificate will be available. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. In Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Our Ross Hull Moyle VHF UHF contest takes place all January. February 16-17, International DXCW Contest. March 2 and 3, International DX Phone Contest. WIA John Moyle Field Day 2020, weekend of 21-22 March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday to 0059 hours Sunday 22. The provisional day for the next Herangel Sprint will be Saturday May 2, 2020, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. The VK Shires June Long Weekend, which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year, making June 6 and 7 in 2020. IARUHF World Championship July 13-14. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, next contest 17 July 2020, and has the aim of encouraging low band activity between VK and ZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW and RITI or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 15, 16. Oceania Contest, voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 3 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 4. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 10 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 11. 
December 6 to 8, 160 metres worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 metre worldwide. Now once again, don't forget, this weekend sees our VHF UHF Summer Field Day. Saturday 18 and Sunday 19 January. The 2020 CQDX Marathon. This is a year-long DX hunt, with participants competing to see who can work the greatest number of countries in CQ zones during this calendar year. The 2020 edition started at 0000 hours UTC on 1 January, and ends at 23.59 hours UTC on 31st December 2020. Ted Powell Memorial DX Challenge. Four awards periods, each with three months starting in January of each calendar year, and two categories in the contest. Most Wanted and Top 5 Top 5, you try and work the Most Wanted DXCC entities Most Wanted if you work the Most Wanted DXCC entity The DX entities in play are the Most Wanted during those 3 month windows All Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the wia.org.au website Through the DX window, 2020 Pete is active from the Cayman Islands as ZF2PG until today 19th of January, but he will also be there again for the CQWPX SSB contest at the end of March. Curacao Virus Home Call K8PGJ. ARI Fidenza will use a series of special call signs throughout 2020 to commemorate 12 major events and achievements in Marconi's life. This month, January, the call sign is II4BRN to commemorate Marconi's birth in 1874. Operating is GB200FN until the 3rd of February to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the birth of Florence Nightingale. QSL Direct to M0XIG. Serbia, YU. The Serbian CW Club are QRV with a special call YT50SCWC during 2020 to commemorate the club's 50th anniversary. QSL via YU1MM. He is up for Roland, F-A-D-N, operating as F-R stroke F-A-D-N from the Arunian Islands between January the 23rd and February the 18th. Roland will be using CW only and will be on various HF bands. Send Q results to F6AJA through the REF Bureau. South Cook Islands, Donald, V70S will be active as E51DDG from Rarotonga Island. OC 013 between February the 2nd and the 14th on 40, 30, 20 and 70 metres daily using CW only. QSL via LOTW or by the Bureau. Rituma. As we heard from Jason a few minutes ago here in WIA National News, all 3D2 AG stroke P operations are now QRT. Our special thoughts and prayers go to Antoine, 3D2 AG and his family. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in England. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Jim VK2ZTM from VK2WI News advises listeners the Sunday evening 7.30pm transmission resumes tonight after the holidays. Also resuming will be the Echolink coverage. 
For those who have difficulties with HF propagation, you can make use of the streaming service available on arnsw.org for both 10am and 7.30pm sessions. Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Hello, I'm Col, VK3GTV. And today, a gathering of many reporters join me as we start with Worldwide Special Interest Group's CW, High Speed Telegraphy Championships 2020. And bringing us up to speed, from just up the road from me, here's Bruce, VK3 Triple F. The main event this year is the 17th IARU HST World Championship. It will take place August 20th to 24th in Mongolia. Wishing to spread HST to as many as possible countries, IARU Region 1 HSTWG decided this year the Cup of Europe and Balkan HST is to be held in Albania. Although not an IARU-recognised event, this international competition is widely accepted by the HST community as an opportunity for best competitors to check their form before the World Championship, for teams to test new candidates for national team, and those who are not able to participate at World Championship can still enjoy top-level competition and, for everyone else, a nice opportunity to feel the HST adrenaline and enjoy friendship. Thanks, Bruce. Now on to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Females in Radio. YL Raisa shares her radio journey via YouTube. If you love ham radio, there's nothing like social media to help you share that journey. Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT from Amateur Radio Newsline, spoke with one YL who has devoted a YouTube channel to her adventures. Hello, my radio friends. With those four words, a YL named Raisa, call sign UB1AOA, cheerfully begins yet another conversation with the world. Raisa is from St. Petersburg, Russia, but calls QRZ most often as OH73ELK from a ham radio cottage on a Finnish island. Off the air, Raisa continues her dialogue with the world on a YouTube channel she created shortly after getting her radio license in December of 2018. She calls her videos My Way to Ham Radio. In more than a dozen short episodes, she celebrates her new license hikes to a soda summit, tries out radio orienteering, and cheers out loud after making QSO number 1000 as part of the OH73ELK contest team. Raisa tells Newsline in an email, quote, I want to inspire new people and then meet them on the air. She received her own inspiration from three men, including her own OM Alex, UA1AJD. Although they helped guide her way in ham radio, she hopes that sharing her love of the hobby will prove beyond question that radio isn't just for boys and men. In fact, sometimes it isn't for men at all, as Raisa tells Newsline almost gleefully, quote, When we arrive at the cottage, Alex has no way to go on the air because I am there with permanent pileups. That story thanks to Karen, editor of Amateur Radio Newsline. And to find Raisa's videos, search for YL Raisa at youtube.com. That's YL space R-A-I-S-A. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Virgin Orbit AMSAT's launch for Rad FX Sat 2 Fox 1E 
has announced they expect to have their first test launch of Launcher 1, their airborne-launched rocket, sometime in the second half of February. The Launcher 1 rocket is carried on the V0747 Cosmic Girl aircraft. If this first test flight is successful, RADFX Sat 2 Fox 1E is planned for launch on the second flight of Launcher 1 during first quarter 2020 on the Alana XX mission. Everything's okay. Telemetries, uh, telemetry signals are all reading nominally. Uh, DJ4ZC has tracked the satellite on 29.45. He says the 29.45 beacon is spot on frequency. The uh, two meter beacon is 5kc low. It's now transmitting on 144.045. So everything's. Uh, Oh, we've got one more bit of information that uh, W1ALX has heard and lost the... uh, uh, When he was on two metres, I didn't catch that. Anyway, it's been heard in in North America. That was part of the WIA broadcast transmitted just after the launch 50 years ago on the 23rd of January 1970 of Australis Oscar A, the first successful satellite to be constructed in Australia. It was the first amateur satellite to be launched by NASA and following the launch, it officially became Oscar 5. Oscar 5 was built during 1966 by members of the Melbourne University Astronautical Society and the Amateur Radio Club, together with help from other amateurs and the WIA. It was taken to the United States in mid-1967, but not launched until 23rd of January 1970, following the formation of the AMSAT organisation, which took over the responsibilities of the, by then, defunct OSCAR organisation. Australis OSCAR A was launched by a Thor Delta vehicle, which also placed a weather satellite Tiros-M, later ITOS-1, into a near-polar orbit at around 900 miles or 1,300 kilometres in height. Oscar 5 had no translator facility, but it did carry the most elaborate telemetry system of any amateur satellite at that time. Telemetry was transmitted on 144.05 MHz and also on 29.45 MHz. The later transmitter could be commanded off and on by ground stations. Eight consecutive 6.5-second beacon channels carried tones, signifying battery current, battery voltage, internal temperature and skin temperature. These alternated with horizon sensors for the X, Y and Z axis, and the tones from each of these being of different frequencies depending on whether the sensor was seeing Earth or space. The eighth channel carried the familiar HI identification. Australis Oscar 5 operated successfully up till mid-February 1970 when its batteries failed, although the 29.45 MHz transmitter continued to radiate carrier for another week or two. This pioneering activity is a largely forgotten part of Australia's early space history. After 50 years, we salute our citizen scientists and yesterday's makers who were mostly amateur radio operators. Oscar 5 is still orbiting our planet. Some further AO5 historical information and links are available on the WIA website in the historical section. For WIA National News, I'm Robert, VK3DN. Special interest groups, summits on the air. SOTA operators turn talents towards bushfire crisis. As the bushfire crisis continues here in VK, groups of highly specialised amateurs turn their talents toward the crisis. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, tells us about these operators who are normally found on high summits. Thanks, Cole. They're familiar to one another largely as activators and chasers on SOTA summits, 
Now they're part of the burgeoning roll call of well-known hams supporting emergency response agencies battling our infamous bushfires. So we've got the two Andrews, VK1 Delta Alpha and VK1 Alpha Delta. We've got Compton, VK2 HRX, Matt, VK1 MA, Tony, VK1 VIC, VK2 VIC as well. And uh, we had Graham who was helping us out um, down in the fire control centre as well, VK1 GVC and myself. That was SOTR activator Wade Smith, VK1 Mike India Charlie a volunteer in the Australian Capital Territory VK1 and on the local committee for the State Wyson Group. He and so many other summit chasers and activators are supporting emergency responders by harnessing the creative problem-solving they use on the summits, along with stamina, topographic acumen and the ability to communicate concisely. It's a credit to the relationship and to the friendships born through this section of the hobby that we were able to not only step up, but we were asked. And I think it's it's a lot of skills that come through SOTA were seen and recognised for what they were, an asset to the emergency services that we were supporting. They are volunteers of all ages deployed in rotation to sit with rural fire service communicators or assist with logging, relaying weather and welfare, restoring repeaters, even cooking meals. If they weren't part of the emergency services before, they are now, and it puts them on a very different kind of summit. It's a horrific tragedy, but we're also seeing the very best. That report for Amateur Radio Newsline with our own WIA International News reporter, Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Thanks, Jason. Well, from fires to floods, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. In Indonesia, amateur radio operators in the flood-besieged area of Greater Jakarta have been providing support in a variety of ways to afflicted residents, including some of their own members of the ARARI, the Indonesian Organisation of Amateur Radio Operators. Hams were asked to assist in the evacuation of local residents to emergency shelters. The flooding had begun on the first of the year, with power outages and mudslides in the capital region hampering the search for missing persons. In addition to emergency communications detail, HAMS also assisted with fundraising on the 3rd and the 4th of the month to help victims, some of whom were their own fellow HAMS. HAMS helped distribute the cash contributions along with household necessities. According to media accounts, officials were calling the floods the area's worst since 2007. I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. A strong magnitude 6.4 earthquake hit Puerto Rico early Tuesday, January 7, on the heels of a smaller magnitude 5.8 tremor a day earlier. The Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority reported widespread power outages after generating plants automatically activated protective shutdown systems following the earthquake. The Puerto Rico governor urged citizens to remain calm, saying via Twitter, the entire government is active and in action and for people to remain calm and remain safe. VHF and UHF repeater systems in Puerto Rico having emergency power carried reports of power outages and other information. ARRL Puerto Rico Section Manager Oscar Resto, KP4RF, told ARRL that no amateur radio emergency service, ARES, activations have been necessary. Worldwide Special Interest Group's YOTA, Youngsters on the Air, Yota Month hailed a success in the Americas. Youth-operated amateur radio stations in the Western Hemisphere contributed 12,000-plus QSOs to the worldwide special event celebrating youth in amateur radio during the month of December. 
US operators asked for their favourite aspect of Yota Month included Mason, KM4SII, who said, Operating-wise, it was definitely the pile-ups. I love a good pile-up. Apart from that, it was great to be getting to be a part of a group of youngsters that are all into the hobby. Mason added, even though they weren't physically working together, we all got together to be part of the Yota program over the year. That's it for this edition of Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Thanks to my co-presenters this week. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Till next time, stay safe. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Coming up pretty soon, it's the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Australia Day long weekend. Hi, as we wrap up this edition of WIA National News, it's a look at the social scene. We'll go right through to July. So in VK4, it's Tark Australia Day, long week family radio camp Thursday afternoon the 23rd to Monday afternoon the 27th of January at Blue Water. In VK3, it's Melbourne QRP by the Bay, Saturday, February 8th from 3pm. This is an occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Normally between about 15 and 30 people show up for a very convivial couple of hours. Bring yourself an idea and an interesting piece of equipment. Gather at Chelsea Beach near the Life Saving Club and afterwards a lot of the crew go for tea at a local restaurant. Now, VK2, Wyong Field Day. Stop press, stop press. Here's the latest on Wyong Field Day. It's no longer a field day. Rather, Wyong is now a full weekend event starting at 12.30pm on Saturday with the fox hunt, going on to the dinner on Saturday night, and then, of course, the main event on Sunday will run through from 8.30am until 4pm. For the fox hunt on Saturday afternoon, we need those who are interested to go to the website and complete the entrance form so that we can gauge if we have sufficient numbers to go ahead, or perhaps... We need to get more volunteers to run the event if there's a big turnout. There is a minimal amount of rule information on the webpage at the moment. More will, of course, be added closer to the event. Remember, don't rock up and expect to take part if you haven't registered your intent through the entrance form. Please register. The Saturday night get-together will be at the historic Grand Hotel in Wyong. The invitation goes out to all hams, SWLs and family who are in the vicinity. Are you clearing out your shack? Don't forget the car boot sales at the field day with all undercover spots for up to 60 cars. Pay at the Howarth Street gate as you come in from 6am. Get there as early as you can to get the best spot and get rid of your trash so you have some money to buy your new treasures to take home with you. For all information and costs, look at fieldday.org.au under the car boot sale tab. That's where you'll want to go for all information about the biggest Aussie amateur event of 2020, in fact of any year, the Wyong Field Day at Wyong Racecourse on February 23rd. And don't forget the fun and games on the 22nd. For the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, this was Ed, VK2JI. From the central coast of New South Wales to Tasmania, VK7 It's Meet the Voice event at Ross Recreation Centre, Sunday, March 22. In VK4, it's Redfest 2020, the 18th of April, St. Michael's College, the Old Torbal Point Road from 8am. And in VK6, Perth Tech, May 2 at Bassendine. 
Following the outstanding success of Perth Tech in 2019, WA Amateur Radio News is pleased to present Perth Tech 2020. Perth Tech is a one-day amateur radio seminar with a wide variety of subjects. As a service to amateur radio, attendance at Perth Tech is free. We are calling now for potential presenters to submit an abstract for their proposed presentation. Do this online at vk6.net. Even though the event is free, we require prior registration and payment for lunch, which can be done online prior to the event. Check our website to find out when registrations open. A small number of tables will be allocated free of charge to amateur radio-related trade, technical or club exhibitors on application, one table per organisation or exhibitor. So mark your calendar and set aside Saturday, 2nd of May 2020 for a day that you simply must not miss. Perth Tech is organised and conducted by WA Amateur Radio News Incorporated and our website is vk6.net. Contact information is in the text edition. I'm Bob VK6POP. From Perth Tech to the big one, the WIA annual conference happens in Hobart, May 8 to 10. VK5, the Southeast Radio Group's annual convention and Australian Fox Hunting Championships, June 6, 7 and 8. It starts Saturday at noon, ends 4pm on the Sunday. A ham fest featuring new and second-hand tables, full catering, fox hunt events all weekend, including nighttime events. And with that, it's time to wrap up this edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.